listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living with my colleague, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to hear your voice. You know Me you're too. out there. I kind of always enjoy knowing that you're out there in the world doing good things and making people laugh. And see my picture well. in the post office. You do enjoy that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All I say is I know her. <laughs> you don't say you're a friend of mine. You just say I know her. <laughs> nice. You got, you got plenty of friends. <laughs> Says me. the relationship doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worked with her a long time. She belongs up there. <laughs> yes, exactly. I tried. Well, Today, we're talking, speaking of that, we're going to talk about success, what that looks like. I think, I think a lot of people kind of wonder, has my life been a success? Am I doing things that I'm proud of and I could feel good about? And I want to talk about that today. Like, what are the things that I see as being success? Awesome. So uh, let's, go, let's go down a path that I'm just going to throw some, some things out there to give some of the ideas I've seen in my work with people that I think make them successful. Okay. One of the things that I think makes for a successful life is that they are multifaceted. And they did a great study of CEOs that were successful and they found that the CEOs that had other hobbies and interests and not just a singular focus on the business were more successful. Mm-hmm. They would take time for painting or reading or traveling, they would add new dimensions that always kind of enhance the quality of their life and their leadership, for that matter. So I think if we think about that for a minute, so there's the three areas that I'll just talk about quickly. Multifaceted in terms of people, mm-hmm. in terms of passion, and in terms of projects. So an example of that would be like people would be like asking the question, what can I do for you? How can I help you? What can I do to make your life better? It's a great tool for anyone that's successful to pass that gift on to somebody else. How can I help you? Instead of telling it all about me. I was sitting in a uh, restaurant in an airport recently, and this guy was going off about all the places he had been. And this <laughs> poor gal that was, at the, that was waiting at the, the table was like, well, that's cool. Like She barely got out of the place she works most of the time. Right. No comprehension. And he didn't, he didn't tie it into her at all. He just talked about his experiences and what he'd done, where he'd gone. And, and I thought about, you know, what about asking, so where have you traveled or where would you like to go? That kind of question. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's tied also to curiosity, which I think is a great trait of successful people. They're mm-hmm. curious about other people's lives, what they've done, where they've gone, even where they've gone wrong. Like, why do you think that became an issue for you? They're curious about it, not with judgment. They're not looking at it through the eyes of criticism. They're looking at it to understand. They just they're curious. So like I'll have somebody like a man that I was recently working with that chose to go a path I would not have preferred he went. And I was just curious. Just so tell me, like what was at the end of the day, what caused you to do that? I just want to know. And it was that kind of opportunity to get to know him better and deeper that also then helped us when he chose to go back the other path, which I was more happy about. It was like, if I had been very critical and judgmental and said, well, that was so stupid, I can't believe you did that. I don't know that he would have come back when he wanted to go the other direction and share it. So curiosity about people, like asking about their lives and what they're doing. Uh, I have shared before that secretary, 
Blue, who worked for Red Boss, she went mm-hmm. on vacation every year for 30 years. He never once asked her where she went. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there was no dialogue, none. She'd come back. You go, good to see you again. Here's I got work for you. And I, I challenged him on it. I said, why would you never even ask where she went? He goes, I never even dawned on me. That's her time, not my time. So I would just think that successful people are multifaceted. One of the aspects of their life is about people. The second one is passion. Mm-hmm. People that have passion, let's take travel, for example. That can be a wonderful passion you can uh, commit to in life and learn mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. So whatever your passions might be, uh, people love to study the opera or whatever it might be. Um, I, I think it's great that people add those dimensions to their lives. And the third one is projects. So like, you know, you know, for, for us, fitness is, is a project. It's something mm-hmm. we're committed to do. And it adds a color to our life, adds dimension and flavor. So I'm suggesting successful people have multifaceted lives, not just singular focus. Thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, I, just, I think that's a great platform for me. I was also... Like as you're talking, I just, my son just had his birthday and he turned 23 and we're having a conversation and yeah. um, he's getting ready to graduate from college. That's a great and, kid. Yeah, he's a great kid. And yep. he keeps going through this stuff about, you know, how hard things are. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, he thinks success blue. blue, blue. He thinks success is things won't be hard. And we just had this conversation on his birthday was like, you know, I said, you know, I don't, I don't even think that's what it's about. It's going to be hard. Everything's going to be wow. hard. It's, yeah. I think success is like, <laughs> it's not really defined about how good, like how good or how positive your experiences are to me. It's how good you get at dealing with the negative crap that makes you a success. Because I just, as you're talking about those things, those projects, those purposes, and what success looks like, I do think that that's an important thing to look at, right? It's like, not what you enjoy, but how good are you at when it gets bad? Yeah. Where's well, your mindset? Fact, to your point, which I like so much, successful people do think people don't want to do. That's a yes. great insight. Okay, I have a great friend. He's a fitness coach. I met him in India and he made a comment recently. He goes, you think it's hard to get up and exercise every morning? You think it's hard to whatever? He goes, try not moving. Try not moving. See what that does to your body. And so to your point, Kat, it, you're right. If it's easy, it doesn't mean you're successful. That's not right. the point. Right. That's good. How you respond to the challenge is what makes you successful. And let's be honest. There are people whose lives are harder than I can even imagine. I think things they go through, it's not whether it's hard or easy. And some of us were given a much easier path. Like, are you mm-hmm. kidding? Like, mm-hmm. like people would help us pay for college or... You know, you grew up where there's freedom. You could make choices where you want to go to church. I mean, come on. There's mm-hmm. plenty of difficult paths, right? Like you teach Kate, it's about your response to it, your mm-hmm. willingness to do the things that are hard and that aren't what everybody else will do. And I do fear, I should probably not say this, but I do fear there's a lot of young people that are being taught you shouldn't have to do hard things. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a recipe for failure because life is hard. Absolutely hard. And it will, well, you don't, yet it'll come. So that's right. And, and, you know, tying it to that, you know, when we were talking about our self awareness, what we talked about last time we, we got on was yeah. the self awareness platform. And when you have to go through, you know, we tend to, when we have to go through pain, and I'm not saying everybody, but as a nation, I think right. 
we like to distract ourselves. And when you distract yourself with any of the platforms that are out there, name it, right? Name what the platform is, is the message you are seeing on every Instagram or TikTok or reel or whatever it is that you're watching is that it's, it's guess what? The most popular form of social media is that eight second TikTok, eight seconds Right, right. that we see success, beauty, the, all of these things. And there's like eight seconds is how we capture people's attention. That has, to, frightening. <laughs> that has to seep down into a, a psyche and go, well, this is going to be fast and easy, man. It's going to be fast. Yeah. It's going to be, and, and it should be easy because look at all of these 21 year olds that are, you know, making 12 figures. You know? right. So, it, so I'm just, that's, and that's what we were talking about. Kate and I were talking about, right? Yeah, is you're that, right. You're right. Well, I, I do think that's true. I think we are teaching people that that's how success looks and it just yep. isn't. Nope. It's so superficial. It was funny. So all my kids, we were um, in Mexico, this beautiful place, right? Palace by the mm-hmm. sea. Mm-hmm. And I'm, of course, taking pictures just randomly. And my kids were hysterical. They said, why are you posting those pictures? Did you look at them? They're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, isn't that funny how I was totally oblivious to the fact that you look and see that everybody's looking good and it's a good picture. <laughs> And yet that's what people on social media see is only the best of the best, right? So I think you're right about that, Kat. That's not really what life is. In fact, I think it's very important that we realize that if you're not doing difficult things, you're probably missing out on what life really can mean. Like I tell the story that when I was single and 25, I honestly thought I was like, I was it. I was good. Like what else could I need, right? Life's perfect. Then I get married. All of a sudden, I'm not so great. Yes. <laughs> all these things that she points out. Then I get pretty good at that. And all of a sudden we have kids and all of a sudden they're saying, mm, you're not so good. <laughs> and I'm like, geez, every time you embrace a new challenge, you have to start over again and repeat yep. yourself. So if you're not doing that, if you're avoiding that in life, you're probably not doing hard things, right? Yeah. So look at your life and say, what have I picked up that was difficult for me to do? And what did that do for me? How did I gain? Like we talk about the character code cat. And I know you and I have talked about this so many times because it's hysterical. Like when you, like I do, like you do, yellow, mm-hmm. very well. It's not hard. It's so easy. It's fun. It makes sense, whatever. The minute I move into the one of the other colors and try and take on their gift, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it is so hard. Mm-hmm. Now, a person that color goes, what are you, what's the problem? It's so easy. So I think it's really cool when somebody says, I like myself, but I'd like to build more of me. I want to add dimension I didn't have before. The minute you say that, you're going to embrace heart. The minute you say that. So accept the fact that I think that's success, by the way. When you go home to God, okay, my thing is personality is your gift from God. Character Mm -hmm. is your gift to God. So I think what we're talking about here is successful lives are people who actually take on challenges to become a better or rounded or legitimate human being, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go with one other point that I think is important. And that is, for example, humility. We say that word, let me tell you what I think humility means. And we'll go from there. So I think humility is knowing there's so much good about you, you can afford to see what's not right with you. Mm-hmm. So you have to value yourself, have that in place enough for you then to say, so what else should I be doing that I'm not doing? 
where are my limitations and how are they impacting people around me? Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's so hard for people to say, I do this well, I don't do that well. And every time I've been on a team, there's people that do, like Richie doing the media on, on mm-hmm. this for us. I mean, I, I don't have those skills at all. Well, right. Disney, none of this podcast would be happening if you were not in the background making those pieces come together. Exactly. And, and then you and I bring our experience to the table, which is another element that keep, makes it successful. We have our listeners who are taking the time out of their lives to listen. There's so many different aspects that make this thing work. And I just feel that oftentimes people in their lives don't see, okay, these things are good. I got these down. Where can I expand my gifts so that I have more breath? I can bring mm-hmm. more to the table. Mm-hmm. So if you're a red and you're really good at getting things done, but you're not great at empathy, you have less bandwidth than a red who gets things done and has empathy. So anything you can do to add to your, like a yellow showing up, yeah, they're cute and they're fun, but they don't show up, then they're less bandwidth than the one that does that and shows up. So that's what you're asking yourself. Where do I need to expand myself so my bandwidth is greater? I can be more effective and touch more lives. That's where humility comes in. Humility also has to do with confronting the brutal facts about your life. Yes. Like being honest with yourself, right? Don't deny things that are probably impacting yourself and other people. You have to confront them. And that's not easily done, but it takes humility to do that. And humility to hear people. Yeah, because, I mean, as you're talking, like the other, you know, the only place that when we struggle, right? I mean, putting those two words together, like like the harder you struggle, I think that will determine the size of your success. There's no right. way I'm, I, when I look at my life and I'm old, I mean, you know, like when I look at my life and I don't mean to use yes, that, like are. I'm old, I know, <laughs> I know. I just mean, I came to a lot of stuff way late, you know, right. I did. Right. I was like, well, that's ah. a good point. Yeah. I, I right. did. I hate that I did that, but it, it's like, I just, I wanted all of this, um, this good stuff. And I thought the struggle was, I didn't take it as humility. I was, I actually was self-deprecating and was mean to myself about when I was struggling. So I never knew how to use it to get to the, to the good stuff, to the victory, to the plus. Does that make sense? That's so good. A hundred percent. And I, I know what you're saying is you wish you'd come earlier, not later. Yeah. I love that you came when you did. I love that you actually, I mean, to me, it just shows the sincerity behind it, like the genuineness of it. So I really think it's great. You're you're right. On the other hand, it'd be great to have had that knowledge and you know before. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But I really respect I really respect somebody's ability to instead of deny it, own it and embrace it later in life. That's pretty cool. Good for you. Oh, thanks, Taylor. You know, I, the I other like thing that. is a standing I I told you about that we went to the big trees and standing in front of that 32, yeah. you know, that 3000-year-old tree. You yeah. realize that in a second, you know, my life is a second compared to, and, and it's going to be here for another 3000 years, you know, hopefully <laughs> um, yeah. is that, that whole thing about success isn't about me, you know, it's not, it's not about, I mean, it, it is about me, but it's about your kids and your impact. And we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the U- Ukrainian and what to do and how to step that what's going on with war and how do you, you know, how do you start with yourself? I mean, it's not just a, it's not me. It's, it's, this isn't what, for me, what I'm talking see, about. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, you know, my whole thing in my life is get over yourself. It's not about yes. you, right? <laughs> yes. So isn't it cool when somebody spends the energy to get themselves 
enough to get over themselves. Like get, get you, understand you, value you, get good self-esteem, get some good talents, good skills, good habits, and then get out of the way. Stop making it about you. Yep. It's so refreshing when you see that in people. It's like night and day. In fact, we talk about sick blues, sick blues, because blue people are the most likely to make it about others. They're the most giving, Mm -hmm. selfless, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Ironically, sick blues are the opposite of that. They're the most self-centered, the most controlling, the most Mm -hmm. fear-based. It's bizarre to me. So I love what you just said. Like, get yourself, get yourself well enough to know how to get out of the way Mm -hmm. instead of making Everything about you be about you in life. When you're with somebody, as I have been recently, that is only about themselves, like it is just about themselves. It is so boring. It is such a waste of my time. And I, I, I don't know why they can't see that everybody's eyes around them are dead. Like they're not interested. But everything they talk about is them and their success. It's such a great visual. It's like, oh, with dead eyes. You create yes. dead eyes. Oh, that's so yes. good. <laughs> <laughs> and you do. People are like, please stop it. <laughs> but, you know, I, and then the, the compassionate side of me says, how sad to be somebody who's so oblivious that they don't even see. Is this a client of yours? Yeah. Oh, yep. gosh. Yeah. Well, at least, he, at least he's smart enough to be in therapy. <laughs> well, I didn't say he was thinking in therapy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I do a lot got of it. business, too. <laughs> got it. Got but, it. But, oh. But, just so you know, I mean, it, it's sad to me that somebody can grow old and never have, never have come to terms enough with themselves, get over themselves. Right. That's just a sad reality. And you can change. Like you said, you've grown dramatically. You can mm-hmm. do that. But you have to be humble enough to go, oh, my gosh, I've done this. I've hurt people. I've misread things. I've not done my work, whatever it might be. It takes that humility to do that. And so that, that's a huge one for me. I want to talk about another one. Gratitude. Yeah. I don't know why some people, you know, some people just feel so stuck. Like they just can't get out of their own way. They're stuck in unhappiness or blame or victimized and whatever. I don't ever find grateful people stuck ever. I don't know what it is. They just don't seem stuck. And what, what am I talking about? So what does it mean when I see someone who is grateful? Mm-hmm. Like they just seem to appreciate Life, like things around them, people that do little nuances, um, the sunrise, sunsets. Um, it's weird to me that grateful people don't miss opportunities to thank God and others for their life. They don't seem to miss that ability. They just have it. And ungrateful people seem very caught on. I was cheated. Life wasn't fair. I didn't have the chance to do that because of, and they're so stuck. In that rigid, resentful, bitter, I wasn't treated fairly. Mm-hmm. Very eye-centered. So I think success has a lot to do with gratitude. And I've seen it. It's so interesting where you find it, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> you, you wouldn't expect it. And you, I mean, you, they come with it in spades. I don't know why it is the poorest places I've ever traveled. They seem the most grateful for what they have. Yep. yep. It's so true. Unbelievable. Isn't it that is crazy? so true. Well, and I, and you know, you're, you're saying I've been practicing it. And I think we talked about this a long time ago. I don't, I, I don't know if I've, I was talking to you about it. I feel like it was on a podcast though, but it's like, you know, you kind of, you kind of do the, the cheesy, you know, I kind of stay on the surface gratitude stuff. 
And then yeah. I realized that I decided to, um, I don't even know where I picked it up. I could have read it. I don't remember, but it's like, get really, really specific. Like, it's like, oh, I'm so grateful for the sun, right? Great. Yeah. We we're grateful for the sun. But then I started uh, getting really specific. Like, I am yeah. so grateful that, you know, Paco fixes my water and yeah. puts it by my bed every night. That specificity, yeah. not just oh. grateful for my husband. But once I started getting specific, then it really hit me different because then I could pinpoint that service piece in him that, you know, is just so natural, right? That I go, so every, he does it every night with love, not even yeah. like, here's your water. and you know what it sounds so much more meaningful when you say it that way right literally when you talk about that versus i'm grateful for my husband it just has so much more meaning yeah because everybody goes yeah no kidding you're grateful for your husband yeah okay we get it right so that's not doesn't take a lot of work to say that the work comes in what tiny piece of him lights you up right yes and that's where the feeling comes right that's right that's right you know you know anna valesco who's one of our trainers from many years ago her birthday, it's her birthday month. So she writes me, just says, this month, I'm just thanking somebody every day who's touched my life. Oh. I'm like, gee, many Christmas, do you get any better than that? Like, it's her, it's her birthday. And she's oh. thanking people for how they blessed her life. That's who she is. Oh, and I'm you know, as you that. know her, yeah. she lives that way. She lives that, oh, that gratitude yes. kind of a person. So I think that gratitude is a big one. I think that's something people ought to consider. Like, And if you're not really a grateful person, you could start like what you just did, Kat, and mm-hmm. take things apart. Look at the specific things that you're grateful for, not just the generalized. I like right. that. Right. Really good. Personalize it, right? Gosh, these, so I have a lot of thinking about. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I, I think successful people are proactive. They're not reactive. They find ways to move forward in life. Instead of, um, I have a, a client of my, I just, I love this person. She is, she's red and she was uh, not a very nice wife in many ways. She was not taught well. She was kind of not, she just wasn't great in, in the role. And her husband left her and um, she said, you know what? I got to get right. I got to figure myself out. And she literally transformed. Like she's one of the most honest, loving, spiritual, giving just a great human being, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And her husband left her again. Mm. And I, I called her because I, I was stunned. I didn't know. And I called her and she goes, you know, he's a really wonderful man. I, I hope she appreciates uh, him like I do. I'm like, excuse me? <sighs> like, she goes, no, I, I just, I still think the world of him and I, I want the best for him. It's that kind of thing that you look at and go, she's so proactive in her reaction instead of being negative and bitter and resentful, which you would not think was inappropriate. She just brightens my day. She makes me a better person because that's who she is. She's just proactive. Let's move forward with what we can do. It's just unbelievable. And the most beautiful part of this is he actually went back to her. Oh. And she received him. She didn't say, well, not too late. Yeah. The great end of the story, like some amazing. I was stunned and I was so happy because I, I don't think you're going to find someone like her in a lifetime. She's just no. that good. No, no. Isn't it just, I don't know. I, I like to celebrate our successes as well as our failures. Like there's people in life who really do model proactive, healthy mindsets. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we're grateful to have them in our lives. 
Mm-hmm. And her story is so special to me because she really wasn't that way. She wasn't taught that. And when she realized she was going to miss out on someone she loved the most, she mm-hmm. transformed her life, literally. So those kind of <sighs> stories are very important for me, right? Yes, yes. Just, yeah, I mean, because that's where you, you know, it's it's not, it's simple. It's not more complicated than than getting down to a specific pinpoint of gratitude. And maybe you just practice on really being grateful for that and telling that person and living in that gratitude for, you know, two weeks. Because people... Yeah. And they just go over things so quickly, right? I just, I love, I love how you have to build on this. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of, of the challenge, like, like take two weeks and just focus on what you're grateful for and saying those things and writing them and acting on them. And if right. you get kind of a hitch and you're like, oh, and you're upset, just, okay, call yourself out say, you know what? That's not the point. The point is to be proactive with gratitude. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm doing. And just mm-hmm. catch yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't allow yourself to go back in that dark spiral. Mm-hmm. And then just one more, one more we have to think about is forgiveness. I can't not say it. I have to say it because the truth is we are going to hurt people and they're going to hurt us in life. That is going to happen mm-hmm. repeatedly. So the sooner you get better at forgiving, the less burden you're going to carry in your life. Right? Mm-hmm. I just hope people understand you're not the only person that has been hurt. We have all been hurt and we have all done the hurting. Yes. So the goal is not to let it stop you from growing and loving and giving is to free you. And that's really what forgiveness is, by the way. It has nothing to do with the other person at all. It's all about you saying, I don't need that burden in my life. I, I want to be open to other opportunities, mm-hmm. not just stuck in resentment. In resentment. Okay, Taylor, fine. I forgive you. Okay. I forgive you. <laughs> well, it's about time. Because <laughs> I'm going to hurt you again, you know? <laughs> what time is it? Uh, I'll expect it in the next 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, I love you. Oh, what great. I love you too. So you guys, thank you for listening. We love having you on the journey with us. And we'll be back next week. Have a wonderful week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye now. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.